Katie Knight and welcome back to another episode of Can You Put Me On Guest List. Today's episode was recorded at the so-called Palm House in sunny LA with artist and brand managers Jazz Spinder and Atilia Pugliese from Forward Motion Artists. Between them, they managed some of the most talented artists in dance music, such as Jamie Jones, Lee Foss, Art Department, Nathan Barato, Detlef, Carlo Leo, Lee Burridge, Lapman and Bedouin, and also managed some of their artist brands, such as Paradise, Hot Creations, Repopulate Mars, All Day I Dream, Saga and Authentic. Also have to create a unique experience, even more so now, and, and make you know just do something different to identify yourself and kind of cut through because there is so much out there. Now. I sat down and had a chat with them about their biggest challenges as managers and what they've learned along the way, what an artist should look for in a manager and vice versa, and building up brands. If you do like this episode, please remember to subscribe. I had lots of fun recording it and we'll have new episodes for you every week. Jazz and Atilio, hello, how are you? Hey, how's hey, it Katie. going? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be with you guys in the office today. Thanks for having yeah. us. Well, welcome Thanks to the welcome in. to the Palm House. Yeah, welcome to the Palm House. I love the Palm House. It looks so cool. And, and, for, and for those that are wondering, yes, we do have palm trees in here. There's really good energy in here. It's a good vibe, lots of synergy. It's funny, though, how it is called the Palm House. It actually is called the Palm House, by the way. Yeah. It's not that you guys have just called it the well, Palm House, Well, right? no, we call it. Oh, we call, Yeah, yeah, we, oh. yeah. we, we call it. We call it the, but that. There's re- there's but there's reasons. reasons. We're not going to say it, uh, but there's reasons why we call yeah. it the Palm House. Okay, we'll yeah. leave that one there. <laughs> and there's palm trees in here and around us because we're in L.A., so that's... And yeah. you guys represent Paradise and the yeah. logo and Hot and Creations, and that's yeah. all paradise and Yeah, so that kind of all fit to, it all kind of fit together, yeah. Perfect yeah. match. Yeah. Okay, so let's just start off by talking about what brands and artists both of you manage. Want to start? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I look after Lee Foss and the Repopulate Mars event brand, along with Nathan Barato, Carlo Leo, and their event brand, Rothentic. And Detlef and Lapman. Uh, I do Jamie Jones, Paradise, Lee Burge, All Day I Dream, Bedwin, Saga, Art Department, and White Cliffs. Okay. Yeah? Is that all of them? <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier to remember now than when I was an agent. Do you go through it alphabetically in your head? Yeah, like in your emails? Categorized. By the way, that's not an order of billing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> Okay, Jazz, um, before you worked here at FM Artists, you were also an agent at CAA. How different has that been for you? It's been incredibly different. It's been, you know, a different, different set of uh, timelines, different amount of energy going into each artist uh, versus the way it was before. Uh, a lot, digger, lot deeper dive into each artist's career. And I, you know, not to take anything away from what I was doing before, but I really feel like, you know, the things that we're doing now really push the needle forward, like put, move, move things forward in the artist's career, um, as opposed to just gigs. We really got our hands, you know, and our brains on everything that's going on in, in the artist's life. Did you two work together, though, before when you were a manager and you were an agent? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It was uh, yeah. it was an interesting dynamic then. Um, yeah. I could speak for myself. Jazz then was sort of a, a mentor at the time. Aww. <laughs> Aww, how sweet. So, so it was. It was I'm not, not anymore though. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I guess now we have a different um, working dynamic where we're working on a lot of things as mm-hmm. as as opposed we were then, but it's more like you said, hands on yeah. um, on the projects, the artists, a lot of collaborative stuff, mm-hmm. and seeing each other every single day. Yeah, it's okay. always nice. Which this, is there's synergy in this office. There's energy. <laughs> it's electric. It, 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 it is electric. <laughs> and Attilio. Um, Management was something that you kind of just fell into. How were the beginnings for you? Because I know you didn't really have anyone that guided you at the beginning. At the, at the beginning, I'd say it was definitely tough. It was a, a learn, learn as you go process. Or, you know, I did promoting before that, so it was about trying to apply some of what I learned from there into managing artists. But I mean, it was just more or less about being in the trenches. I really put myself out there, um, tried to be as involved as possible and yeah it was kind of like on the fly a lot of it and as you both said before um besides just managing artists you also manage brands how do you find that how different is managing an artist to managing a brand i mean i think that you know there's a lot of differences because when managing a brand and just to clarify like an event brand or an event series that we have uh, you know, such as like a Paradise or All Day I Dream or Saga or Repopulate Mars, that kind of thing. It, we're, we're, in a sense, we're promoters, you know, and then the old promoting, you know, I was, I was a promoter for over 20 years, um, in and out, you know, um, through, my, through the course of time being an agent and everything, but until he was a promoter before. And it's just, it's that, you, you pull that hat out of the closet and you start, you know, working working from that perspective when you're putting together the events and that, you know, you get to be creative on that stuff too. That, that hat definitely comes out a lot yeah. in, in what we do. And it's useful, a useful tool for us because um, with the brands, we really have to lean on, on that side of what we know. And, you know, we got to think, how does it affect the promoters we work with and how does it affect the events or, or the brand itself and how to build it and push it forward. So it's definitely something that we have an advantage um, yeah. in knowing. Definitely having that background, yeah. Do you think you spend more time um, working on the brands or on the artists, or is it kind of? The same? I think it goes Go- hand in hand. Yeah, def- definitely, definitely goes hand in hand. I mean, there's not one without the other. No, yeah, it goes hand in hand. I mean, it, it's coming into a visa season, then definitely more on the brands because it's really intense. Uh, you know, and like around times like WMC Miami, our Basel Miami. Um, sonar, ADE, you know, when you're coming into times like that, definitely feels like a lot more based around the brands and the events. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty, pretty equal. At what stage is it a good time for an artist to create their own brand, such as Repopulate Mars or All Day I Dream? I say give it a little bit. Yeah, like, def- definitely have to have some sort of history. Mm-hmm. Behind the artist and get a fan base yeah. built up. And yeah, you want you want the artist to have some level of credibility um, and a, a good following before you you step into the brand world because you know as we know the bre- the brands are are almost like an artist in itself. You know, they, are. they a think- lot a lot of moving parts. Just they take up a lot of time. So you know, without having that base from the artist, it's definitely right. hard to push the brand the forward. Fan base, yeah, and the, it should be at a point where I think other artists are looking up to you in some way, shape, or form, like, um, you know, your peers. Uh, yeah, I think that that's in a good place. I mean, sometimes it helps to have a label, but then again, when do you start the label? You know, similar similar question, but, you know, you could, you could come out of the gate starting label. 
I think easier than you could come out of the gate starting a uh, an yeah event yeah it's, it's, it's I'd say it's easier to put out records than it is to sell tickets. Really? Yeah, yeah. because that's part of what you're you know that should be like your calling card to begin with is the music that you're making and you know getting it out there and once you're doing that good then i think it's time to that's what starts the fan base i think nowadays you know having good music out there and then building the fan base and then once you have the fan base then it's a better time to start the brand i think do the artists have a lot of input as well in their brands or do they kind of all just leave it to you no a lot a lot a lot of input yeah they, they sort of give us their vision and their their direction they want to go and we yeah. we guide it. I guess you can kind of say they're the car and we're the engine. That's kind of a good way to maybe yeah. call it. Yeah, I mean they're mm-hmm. definitely like they're definitely have a lot a lot of say in what goes on with the brand. It's their babies, you know, it's definitely. Yeah, they really they really care about it and it's something that they especially when they start they they have their brands flowing, you know, it it, it it's a big deal for them because yeah, through and through it's their vision. So it's something that they want to project to their fan base and come across as, you know, something that they want everybody to enjoy and, and to be able to build it, they have to see their vision come to fruition. What's the hardest part of building a brand? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, There's a lot of moving parts. People, getting the people to come, buying tickets, you know, I think that's the biggest part is just figuring out something new and exciting and different. I mean, it just, I mean, it seemed like it wasn't so much of that going on before. It feels like there's so much going on now. It's so competitive. Yeah, and there's so many things that are kind of similar, you know, that, you know, now it's like not only do you have to do it and get fans in the door or get the, you know, get the, get people buying tickets and get bodies in the room or in the venue or, you know, or whatever, you know, wherever you're doing it, but you also have to create a unique experience even more so now and, and make, you know, just do something different to identify yourself and kind of cut through because there is so much out there now. Yeah, and I, you, I'm sure you could agree. It's like about finding the right promoting partners too. Yeah. That's a, that's a big yeah. key factor. And I think the teams that you build around the brands as well. Right. Especially having brands in Ibiza, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts, you know. Yeah, and the bookings, the bookings is hard too. I'd say it's probably getting the people there, keeping the people there. You know, keeping it unique and fresh all the time. Keeping it fresh is very hard. And keeping the lineups interesting and fresh. And now everybody has their own brand and their own thing. So it's harder to get people to play for your brand. Even if you have a good brand that you think everybody wants to play for, there's so many people that are starting their own brand, so many artists that are starting their own brands that they're like, well, we're going to do our own thing this time in this city for this time around. So it's really, it's tough to find a good lineup. That's that's probably right now that some of the biggest... One of the biggest yeah. challenges we I face. Mean, look at Miami. If you look at Miami going into WMC right now, if you just go through and look, you know, not, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say anything specific, but like, you, you know, you have your lineup and then you have that you think is yours and unique and like a lot of the artists that you work with and you built up and then all of a sudden they're playing four five, five, five other yeah, shows. Yeah, they're playing four or five other shows. Similar groups of artists playing the similar groups of shows. It's like, well, what do you do to... Differentiate. It's it's, it's, it's one hard. Of the, that's that's one of the harder parts of it. I guess social media has um, an important part in this as well because yeah, you have to try and absolutely. promote it as much as possible and absolutely. more than others. Yeah, and you you want to promote it, but then it also comes to the point is like, you know, are we how much of the same are we promoting? How, yeah. how much of the content Which kind of crossovers? Yeah. yeah. Is it hard for you guys as well having so many brands at FM? 
do they sometimes, um, I don't want to say the word compete, but... I don't think so, because I think they're different. You know, and we try and we try and do a good job internally too to make sure those brands aren't in the same cities together. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not stepping on each There's other's toes. Space. There's enough space. I think they're different enough too. I mean, the 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 style and the the musical. I mean, there's some crossover. You know, I'd say there's some crossover with with Paradise and Repopulate Myers a little bit, and there's a little bit of crossover with. All day I dream and Saga. Yeah, and then you see that, and then but then you got the complete ends of the spectrum yeah, where you got Saga exactly. and Repopulate Mars, which is a night and yeah, day experience. There would never be anybody the same one. No, it's maybe a little bit with Paradise and Saga, but yeah, I don't think it really. I, I it's very easy to take. I mean, it's very easy to take one hat off and put the other hat on. From you know when you're talking about one brand to another brand, even when booking one of our own artists to another brand within our company it's, it's it's a pretty easy thing to do we try and map it out as best we can when is a good time for an artist to take on management ne never too early i'd say yeah i think that i think manager before agent yeah yeah i do i think you should be there it's important i think to have someone in your corner believing in you and that's your manager you know somebody um, helping to push you forward and that yeah. you know wants you to get ahead and cares 100% about you yeah it's hard to it's hard to be, it's hard to represent yourself as an artist. You know, there's a lot of things that you may take personally uh, or that really aren't personal. Or, or that you might give into a lot easier because, you know, you're yeah. excited and you don't have somebody yeah. guiding you. Yeah, letting you know that this isn't the way. I think you could skip a lot of steps with a manager. There's a lot of trial and error that you'll avoid if you have an experienced manager in your corner. That's the difference, too. It's about to be having someone who has some experience at least in the industry to some degree you know or no you know a little bit of skin in the game in some way shape or form yeah you, you need somebody that knows their way around um yeah. the way around the business and has yeah. kind of done it you know for a few other acts and and sort of knows the ins and outs what are your biggest challenges as a manager hmm. that's a that's a good question i mean there's there's I'm a sure lot there's a lot there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's def definitely a lot um I think it's, you know, managing a client's expectations in a way because yeah. they do have a lot of ideas. They have a lot of, you know, different directions they might want to go in. So it's mm -hmm. about maybe trying to keep them on a specific path that in the beginning you kind of set out to do. Yeah. And like we were talking earlier, time management, that's, you know, on our own side, that's a, that's a, a big, big, big challenge. Yeah. And just trying to keep things, keep the identity fresh and new and you know of, of of everything and everyone that we're doing that i think that's one of the hardest parts yeah. is it's just so so cloudy you, out there you know so so just, something i kind of keep coming back to and i know jazz will 100 agree is time zones because we work on artists with uh, that are on different time yeah. zones and you know you could be in la at one point and somebody's in spain or you could be yeah. in um you could be in, in Europe and they're on the East Coast in America and it's just right. about finding that balance. You know, it's like how do you how do you make sure that you deliver on a daily basis, but at the same time get get sleep. Yeah, and the balance between, you know, work life and home life, it's very intense. It's a it's a lot of it's very time consuming and it's full on all the time. Like, you know, during the week it's about being on top of emails and being on top of phone calls. On the weekend, it's like being available in case something goes wrong while the actual shows are there and actually being on site for the shows and executing on the ground. There's a big balance between that too, especially when the, it, when the summer season comes and you want to be at the shows, but you also are expected to be on top of your emails 
but but the artists want you at the shows. And then you've got other people on other time zones. Yeah, yeah and then you've got yeah. people on other time zones. So it's really like, you know, that's, I guess, the more granular answer to that. Yeah. Um, to that question, but there's 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 many there's many challenges. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not complaining. It's fun. <laughs> it really, you know what? It really is a seven it's day. Fun. It really is a seven day a week. Seven day a yeah, week gig. It really is. You it know, is. to really get a to, to get a stranglehold on it and 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 really want to make your artist successful, you have to be a, be there on the clock yeah. for them. Really. But then at the same time, when you take a step back for a minute and stop thinking about everything for a second, it ends up becoming. I think way more productive. I mean, if I stop, I try to like, you know, in the gym, not look at my phone or not look at my emails. And that's when I, all of a sudden, just ideas just start flooding in. You need that headspace. Just take that yeah. second yeah. away. So that's also very important. And we don't do that enough. And that's one thing I will stress. Just doing that, just, it really helps everyone. Even if you think you're going to miss everything when you're doing it, sometimes it's important because you're missing like ideas that are coming through your head that you're blocking by just being buried in emails yeah, and kind exactly. of go, go, going through the motions where you need that. Right. You need that time to be a creative, a creative person or go through that creative process because it essentially helps everybody around you. Yeah. yeah, it's so important just to have time for yourself, isn't it? And just kind of clear your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to be in the right headspace too. I mean, you want to go into the day in the right frame of mind. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the you know important things we we as managers try to try do. to do. <laughs> we do it. it doesn't always doesn't <laughs> always work, but <laughs> we try. We try. So I'm sure there are a lot of artists that approach you guys looking for management, and I'm sure you guys are always looking for new talent as well. What do you look in um, an artist before you take them on? You know that that's it's a tricky question because every artist is different, right? I mean, there's specific things I'd say we 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 tend to look for like worth work ethic, you know, out, output because it's important because without that driving horse, so to speak, it's like doesn't really allow us to be able to push it forward. And yeah. through and through, you know, we look for I know with our management company, we look for good people as well. Yeah, I think one that's one important thing. It's just like someone with that's a good person that has good morals like you know, when we first started doing this on the management side, I, you know, I said, I don't want to work with anybody that doesn't, you know, share similar morals. I don't want to be carrying out any marching orders that I don't necessarily agree with. And when that starts happening, it doesn't matter who it is, I'm going to move on because I don't want to, you know, like artists that are like canceling gigs for no reason or trying to justify certain things and just doing promoters wrong. None of our clients do that. And I'm not just saying that, like this was carefully selected groups of 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 people to be dealing with because we you know we don't want to be carrying out marching orders that we don't necessarily agree with that there's never a time when i'm calling a promoter or an agent or somebody and saying something that i don't that i don't fully agree with like we talk it through until we both you know everybody kind of agrees i would say the other big thing is unique qualities someone different you know i was just saying to somebody else that works here looking to sign somebody you know, I think one of the things is like, okay, who does that person sound like? If you could say something or someone, then I think that probably we don't want to look at that artist. Like, we, it, it's really about being unique and something different. Yeah, there could be similarities to other things that are going on or other artists or certain trends, but the trends is kind of what we want to stay away from as soon as the trend starts starts falling trends, into the trend. Trends, gotta, trends, trends die, right? Yeah, you got to switch it up. You don't want to own that a, a specific trend or be on part of that. Yeah, and I think it's about looking at them and being what separates them from their peers, you know? Right. Or what could potentially separate them and what can we, how can, you know, how can we help yeah, separate them? Yeah, what can them? we amplify out of, out of their style or their persona or brand or whatever it is that they're doing that, that's going to help separate them from the pack? 
And I know that um, you both have quite a close relationship and friendship with some of your DJs. Mm-hmm. Can it be hard to find that balance between friendship and business, or does it does having that friendship make it a lot easier for you? I, th- I think having that friendship does make it a lot easier because there's a certain level of, of trust too that they put into you, and yeah. you know you build this relationship outside of just work, and that you know, correlates into a successful business relationship. I, yeah, I, I, I would think say. so. I think so. I think that, you know, it's important to like the people that you're working with and working alongside. And even not just with the artists that we manage, but also the staff that we have here. And we're, you know, we're growing right now at a pretty decent pace, you know, a little faster than um, we thought. Yeah, than, a little faster than we, we planned. But it's important, you know, when we're selecting people that we work with, that we people we want to be around. And it's same like, thing with the artists. It's like someone you don't want to be on the phone. I mean, we're on the phone with these guys or meeting with these guys, texting, girls, WhatsApp groups, it's it's much just, like all the time. So it's I think it's very important that there is there, that there is a friendship and a relationship. I know some people might disagree and say, well, you know, you don't want really to run a bit, mix business with with pleasure, but I feel like. It's hard not to, in a way, yeah. when you're spending so much time with them, or you're, right. it's hard you know, you're, to. you're on, you go on the road with them, or you're so invested. Yeah, it, you it, gotta, you gotta like each other. You can't be like, oh, I gotta go see every, these people. Yeah, too. and you must know everything about them. Yeah. And definitely, and you know what, you need, you really need to, in order to sort of keep a, a healthy relationship right. with I them. I think so. I think if I wasn't that relationship with someone, I probably wouldn't want to. You need to know about their skeletons in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What should an artist look for when choosing a manager? Someone that cares. Someone that believes in them. Believes in them. I think that's the first that, and most. That, that's not just the, that really that's not just there for a paycheck. You yeah. know, and like because you do, you know, we won't say any you know specifics, but there are people out there that just look at it as a dollar sign. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is hot right now. I think I'll grab this because. Yeah. You know, and, and then if it's not good anymore, they just dump them to the side. Yeah, and you see it, and you look in the history for for that. Like you should look at the history of that. Like someone who grabs, you know, if there's managers that are grabbing stuff just because they think it's gonna make money, you could kind of tell. You look at their history, you see who they manage, see what type of stuff they're into, and you know they're doing stuff that doesn't. That's kind of outside of. I don't know. It's it's it should be fairly easy to tell that part. Someone who really believes in. And truly believes in you. You need to do your research, basically. Yeah, you need to do your research. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I, I was going to comment on like, you know, the friends that are managers kind of thing a little bit earlier, and I just don't know really what I want to say publicly about that because there is, you know, in the early days, it is good to have that because it is good to have that person that believes in you as long as they have some sort of experience in the music industry. I'm not saying that And they're that's not just your, there along for the ride. Right, right. And and you know, and I don't think I'm not just saying I'm not saying that that's forever. Maybe that person, you know, as things progress and, and you develop into like a like all of a sudden it starts becoming real. And like they step real. They, st- they step up and they start showing that they either grow with you, you know, that could happen, but I do think that Maybe you just find a role for them, and then you come in and go with something, someone a little more experienced that can really actually take you to the next level. Because there are levels to this, and you know that's I, you know that's a tricky, that's a tricky one. It's, it a, really, it's, a, t- it's a touchy one. It's really. funny. Yeah. I, one of my questions was going to be about friends that are managers, and I actually took it out because I was like, I don't really know how. I, I was going to say something in the earlier that. thing, in one of the earlier questions, and I was like, you know, I don't know. It's tough because I have seen that become a successful thing. I have seen that work. You know, I mean, everybody starts somewhere. I mean, I started in this with, you know, with, you know, one of my first bigger, big, bigger clients that, 
helped me start making a name for myself were best friends of mine, you know, early, early on. And um, it ended up working. We all just kind of, everybody kind of develops their skill level. And if you develop it at the same pace that the artist is growing, and then you do other stuff that proves that you're not just attached to that, you know, you make a name for yourself in a couple of other areas or a couple of other avenues, then I think that it makes sense. Yeah, and I think I think that's, you know, there's people who respect that too. Right. From the outside, they look in, they're like, you know, because people could have been quite skeptical of something right. like that from the beginning, but if you but, stepped it up and they see that you've grown with the artist yeah. and you've pulled your weight and you're a big part of helping that artist get to where right. they are, then there's something to be said about yeah. that. But then there's other times where you could just tell someone's like, you know, you meet with an artist, you meet their manager, and you're like, oh, this guy knows nothing. Yeah. You know, you could tell they're just a, along for the ride, uh, and they're trying. Sometimes they're trying, and sometimes they're not even trying. You know, and they're just there because it's the person's friend, and you just feel bad, And but there's really nothing you nothing you could do about it. So it's it's a it's a tricky one, that, that yeah, one. It, it is. What are the key lessons that you've learned along the way since becoming managers? Mm. Um, well, for me, when I changed from agent to manager is when I learned that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I knew I had a lot of artists before I had, you know, I had probably about 30 artists when I was an agent, um, at CAA. And at that time, you know, going into management, I knew that I had to, I knew I had to trim it down significantly, but even, even then, even when I trimmed it down, you know, to five, I was still like, whoa. I mean, actually it was four, right? When I first did it, I, I was like, okay, this should be good around like this. And I kind of estimated it. And at first it was like, whoa, like the first year I was like, holy, I mean, also running the business. I'm also running the business. So I'm doing things like payroll and talking to accountants and dealing with landlords and all that other stuff, which is you add all that up and that becomes another client. So underestimated at first what it was with that. So I think one of the lessons was like how much, actually how much time and energy goes in when you include all the other elements that go into an artist's career, like on the music side, on the event side, you know, there's just so many more things than just bookings and just shows and just um, touring. So for some of your artists that were at CAA, um, did you, were you once their agent and then you turned into their manager? Or yes. You, all, that... all of, all of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. How was that for them as well? Um, it was tough because at first, because we're like, who's going to be your agent? <laughs> you know, like we love. Who's going to take my place? Yeah, like we love that you're doing this, but we love you as an agent. Does that mean we, you know, w that you're not going to be the agent anymore? And unfortunately, <laughs> here, here in 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 California and in New York, and I'm not sure exactly where, but there's a rule that you can't. Do both. You can't be both. Oh, and like that's, that's that's why there's a lot of um, people that work in Europe. They are agents. A lot and in Europe, they do it like crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah it's a white. kind of a, it's everything. Well, like it's house. illegal. It's illegal it's, here. It's, it's there's a law. There's a law against it. Uh, te technically, here, yeah. In uh, California, in, New York. In California and in New York, hmm. and there, I, I think a couple other places. I don't know. I'd have to look deeper. I mean, I looked. I really studied it when I when I when we first, you know, took on this endeavor. But uh, yeah, so. It's kind of good though, because it's nice to have that separation and have someone out there, you know, I know what it's like being an agent and it's good to, it's easier for us to drive the agents knowing now coming, you know, since I was on the other side of that. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. What about you, Atelier? What would your key lessons that you've learned? Being? I think for me, it's been about a, a balance, you know, with, with having artists on different levels and how to treat one of your big bigger acts the same as one of the 
not smaller, but you know, sort of a different level. A, a different level, and giving them both the same amount of attention. Because I think that's something that artists fear out of a manager as he grows. Is if you do take on a bigger act, maybe that time isn't going to be spent on them like you once did. And yeah. for, for me, I, I kind of pride myself in, in in giving everybody the same amount of attention. And it could be tough sometimes because you know some artists have more demands or more. You know, if they had a, a brand that's growing at a fast pace and that needs that needs time too. Then you really have to find a way to keep everybody happy. Yeah, I mean, I guess the challenge is keeping everybody happy. Keep that's everybody, a good, yeah. that's a good keep, way to keeping sum everybody, it up. Keeping, keeping everybody happy. happy and you know what? It does it does make it easy that our artists, believe it or not, don't have any egos. Because um, no, if because because if they did, it would make, it, it would it would you know make that task a lot a lot harder. Yeah, it's definitely a good group when it comes to that, and it's easy. easy everybody's pretty easy to work with, and that's a real. I really mean it's when a pleasure. I say that. It really, it's a I really, yeah. Mean that it's that's really, so nice. it really is. And you know, I know we see ourselves. It's something that we see ourselves being with those artists for a long period of time, growing with them, and like seeing myself with them for the next ten years. Yeah, as, and that's as, why as they grow. That's why we haven't, you know, we haven't signed that much either because. You know, we talk about it all the time. Like, okay, well, who should we get? It's like, well, whoever we get, it. This is it. It's not like when you're an agent. It's a little bit different. It's like you can sign someone and give it. It's still hard. Don't get me wrong. This was one of my biggest issues as when I was an agent. Was like, you know, when do you let them go? You know, how does that work? But with the, with the management, it's like that's it. We're in it. Yeah, you're you know, you're 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 in it, and you you got to stick with it because once yeah. we sign that person, yeah. we dedicate ourselves to kind of, yeah. and we pride ourselves on wanting to be able to set a difference in the, in in, the, in their careers and in their lives. And if you kind of just give up easily on it or just half assets, yeah. yeah, you got to, and, and you feel a lot more invested in it too because you're do, you're dealing with so many more, dealing with everything with them, you know. So it's everything from top to bottom. Yeah. What advice would you give someone that would like to get into artist management? Don't do it. No. <laughs> I knew you. Were, I knew. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> no, I would say do it. It's 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 very um, fulfilling. It's, I think it's, it's very it's, fulfilling, but you know you need to know that it is very time consuming at the same time because yeah, they're, you're, all in. you're all in and there's a lot that goes into it. You know, you're dealing, like we said before, you're dealing from everything from if they have a label, helping them run their label, events, um, marketing, social media, touring, yeah, music, um, labels, helping them with their taxes, like yeah. just finding help and find an accountant. Yeah, helping them find homes in different parts of the world to live in for certain time periods. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. there really is a lot that goes into it and you need, you need to be I hate to use this phrase, but sort of a jack of all trades in a way where you need to understand yeah, a little bit do. about all, all those aspects because if you don't, you'll be lost. But it's definitely it's definitely gratifying. You're definitely doing, like I said earlier, and I can't I, stress this enough, you're definitely doing things that you see you're actually making a difference. Like because you see it, you you yeah. you, you see it. you like put oh in the let's work. try this. You guys all come up with an idea or, or in a, you know a thought that or or even if it even if it's the artist comes up with the thought or you have an idea or someone in the team has an idea. And that's an important thing to stress too. There's a team, by the way. It's not just us and the artist. There's a team. Depending on the artist, there's a, you know, the larger the artist most of the time, the larger the team. But it's 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 not just us, it's a team. But you know, someone on the team or the artist or yourself or somebody comes up with an idea, you guys start it and start nurturing it and, and, and figuring out a way to do it. And then once it happens and it starts working, there's nothing like there's, that. There, no, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing. nothing there's, 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 no, there isn't. There's nothing better. It really is seeing that come to the forefront yeah. and seeing the artist be like, gratifying. wow, you know, that that actually happened from yeah. from maybe a, a little 
could not to say stupid, but from a little blurb out in a meeting, yeah. and it could become a yeah. real, a real, a real thing. Guys, listen, thank you so much for having a chat with me. Oh, it was fun. Thank you. It's it Friday night. I'm going to let you go. I'm sure you have lots of artists to sort out. <laughs> shall, we, shall, shall we go have a drink? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Jazz and Attilio. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Bye.